Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you story in uh, Acts of the Apostles, the third chapter. Uh, Peter and John at three o'clock were on their way to the temple uh, to pray. And then they encounter a man who is, is crippled, who is begging for arms. Um, as they approach the gate, the beautiful gate, and the man begs for arms as he has always done. The Bible says that as they entered the temple, they saw him. And so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew it was he who sat begging arms at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. The Passion Translation says, Then Peter said, I don't have money, but I'll give you this. By the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and work. The, the, the man who was begging, the Bible says he asked them for something. Now, obviously, what he was asking for was not going to solve his problem. It was a short-term solution because what was his real challenge would still be there. And sometimes we're like that. We want a short-term solution. But God is able to give us a long-term solution if he chooses to. Amen? We must believe that he is able and that he can. And what was his long-term solution? It was Jesus. It was what the name of Jesus could do for him. It was what God wanted to do for him in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I'm not sure where you are. I'm not sure what mountain is standing before you. I'm not sure what door is refusing to open. I'm not sure what circumstances have, haven't yet lined up with what you know God has told you. But I just want you to believe God that in the name that is above every other name, it will line up. The door will open. The circumstances will line up with what God says. It, it has to line up. The chain has to be broken. It has to be reversed. It has to be restored. As long as it is God's will, God's plan, there's nothing that can stand in the way of, of, of the name of Jesus. You know, Peter fixed his eyes on him and said, you, what you want is not going to solve the problem, but what I have, and you know, Peter was saying, this I have. You see, we also say, this we have. 
we have the name of Jesus. We might not have the solution. We might not have the answer in, in, terms, in a natural sense. But one thing we have is the name of Jesus. Can someone say amen to that? And so whatever mountain is ahead, it has to move in the name of Jesus. The door has to open. Will someone allow their faith to rise? That that door has to open in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you and we bless you. As the choir just worships and, and just worships that name especially, let's just, whatever it is, if for each person is different, let's just declare that in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you know what it is. In the name of Jesus, it has to line up. It has to line up in the name of Jesus. Go on. Let your faith rise in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name that is above every other name. In the name of Jesus, it has to move. In the name of Jesus, it has to line up. In the name of Jesus, it must be broken. In the name of Jesus, it must be reversed. Go on. Let's just lift our voices in the mighty name of Jesus. That name that is lifted that is lifted above every other name. That name at the mention of which every knee bows and every tongue confesses that Jesus is Lord. That name at which people are saved, we declare in the mighty name of Jesus. For the sake of the kingdom that you might be released to, to serve God to be used of God in advancing his kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against that mountain in the name of Jesus. We come against that circumstance in the name of Jesus. We declare that healing in the name of Jesus. We declare a reversal in the name of Jesus. We de declare a restoration in the name of Jesus. We declare that in the mighty name of Jesus. It must bow, it must bend, it must give way. Father, we just thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mando roboboko kurabaste lebre deke lebro sinda kariaste mando roboko robojaka karianda broko tu salele basende librasta in the name of Jesus I join my faith with yours and declare in the name of Jesus the mountain has to be cast into the sea we speak to it we say be removed in the name of Jesus be cast into the sea in the name of Jesus. Male brokuna nikanto lobo gada gada ye gada gada ye gada gada ye brekeli manto robo shunka kariara boshte le bregedesti mando robo bobo karianda brada casto bregede gedegezin kalibra katando lobro kutaye maruba gadaka degede gege kiando robosto mando robo jakaka arabizanka lebro kutaye as the choir lifts up the name of Jesus, you just keep praying. Jamonto lobrokula ye keke, mando robo jokula ye, baza darusta lebrende kia mushanta brakizanda, bokoko brokula ye keke ando robo jaka, mande lebroko korobo jokula ye keke riende brokoko korobo, 
Father, let your name be glorified, O God. Father, let people see, O God, the answer to prayer and glorify your name, O God. Malato roboshti gadianda. Oh, we bless you, God. Father, we have the name of Jesus. We have the name of Jesus. We have the name of Jesus. Mandoroboshtu. Arabinde ketete. Makoriana brokoloboshtu. Lemende brokoraye. Mandoroboshtu. Jirerebase kendulaye kekeriende. Brokolaye kekeriyerabashtu. Mando robo koraye ke kenke kila bruza kalebre se kentu laye mando robo korobo joko laye balali baka dari banda roko korobo boroko korobo joko laye mandelebre ke kianto robo joko laye o bazenke kia bruza kakari araboshe Father we thank you God Father your name is glorified O God Father, we exalt you, God. Jesus, our strong tower, Jesus. Our risen Lord, Jesus. You have, you and I have Jesus. We can hold on to him. Oh, we bless you, we bless you, God. We bless you, God. Mankari boshke ne bokora yeke keriense. Mandeli brokoro boshke. Mandoro boshaka ka. Baseke kiandoro boshto. Bruka karianda brokosto lobo. Mandeli brokoro boshoko la yeke ke. We bless you, God. We bless you. We bless you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now it would be it would be a tragic tragedy for us to have waited on the Lord for so long and frankly for God not to have heard not to have answered our prayers it would be a tragedy and the children of Israel they had that challenge Isaiah 58 we looked at it yesterday they were so frustrated by the results of their fasting that they went to God and they said God what is, what is going on we have fasted, we have paid the price, we have, we have abstained, but nothing is happening. And what did God tell them in Isaiah 58? The summation of what he told them in about 20 verses of scripture was that there is a problem with your heart. And whilst you're going through the motions, there's a heart problem something is not right with your heart your thoughts in your heart are not right your thinking is just not right you're nursing things in your heart that you shouldn't nurse as a result this is just a ritual because as we know God sees the heart he checks the heart he weighs the heart of man in, ba in a balance and look at what the Bible says. I want to read these three verses to you and then we're going to just pray, God, just align our heart. Let, let's get it out. A lot of 
there are so many who want to go through life but don't want to sort out the heart. And sometimes it, it's embarrassing, it's painful to accept that that's who you are because that's who you are. Others might not see it, but that's who you are. Proverbs 4 verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence. Yeah? Keep it, guard it, protect it. For out of it spring the issues of life. That's where it all comes from. If the enemy can pollute your heart, he can mess up your life. Just a little envy, a bit of malice, anger that shouldn't be there, a bit of a grudge, and it pollutes the heart. The message says, keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. That's where it begins. The Passion Translation says, So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flow, flows the wellspring of life. Pay attention to it. What state is it in? Has anything external affected it? Guard it. And the New Living Translation says, Guard your heart above all else. It determines the cause of life. Father, help us, O God. Help us to have a heart that is pleasing to you. Holy Spirit, shine that light into our heart and show us the dark areas that the enemy is trying to live in. The areas that have been polluted by what we have heard, what we have seen, or what we have allowed ourselves to think. The lies that we have believed that have sowed seeds in our hearts. Help us, O oh God, so that we are not hypocrites. One thing in our hearts and acting something else. Help all of us, O oh God, Father, so that our hearts are pleasing to you. Our hearts align with you, O God. Father, we come to you, O God, because no one can see our hearts, O God. And we can put on a, a, a face, O God, a facade. But Lord, you see our hearts, O God. And that was the problem you had with the children of Israel. That their hearts were not right. Their hearts were not aligned with you, O God. Father, help us, O God. Each one of us, O God, comes before you and says, help us, O God. Help us to uproot things that are rooted deep in our hearts that are not pleasing to you, O God. That, Father, we can say, Lord, search, search my heart, O God, and find only what is pleasing to you, Heavenly Father. O God of mercy, help us. Will somebody pray that prayer from the sincerity of that heart? Ask God. Lord, take it away. Between you and I, we know what it is. Take it away, O God. Father, tonight, O God, I just bring my heart to you. I say, do a deep work in it, O God, Father. 
a deep work. Uproot it, O oh God. Uproot it, O oh God. Father, what a tragedy, O oh God, that I am one person in my heart, but one person outside. That I am nursing things in my heart, Father, that others don't know. That I am nursing a grudge, O oh God, and unforgiveness, O oh God. That the root of anger or bitterness, O oh God, may be envy or jealousy, O oh God. And Father, it might not even be that. It might be something immoral, O oh God, that is so displeasing to you, Heavenly Father. Oh, God of mercy. Father, please search our hearts, oh God. Do a deep work, oh God. For we know that if it is polluted, the issues of life, oh God, are polluted, Heavenly Father. If it is polluted, then the wellspring is polluted. The water that comes out can't be pure water. Father, do a work in my heart, oh God. Oh, Lord of mercy. Father, let me be holy in my heart, oh God. As you have asked, O oh God, Father, that I be holy as you are. It starts from my heart, Heavenly Father. Is that your prayer? Go on, is that your prayer? I leave for you alone. that God has called, once we align our hearts with him, then God does promise certain things that we must expect. He says in Isaiah 58 verse 9, and we must expect it. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of finger and speaking wickedness. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the aff afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as, as the noonday. Can someone say amen to that? Then the Lord will guide you continually. The Lord will guide you continually. And you know, that's our prayer. 
that the Lord will guide us. As many as at a place where they are saying, God, I need direction. I want to know which way should I go. I don't want to make a mistake. In this period of this waiting on the Lord, the Lord says, I will guide you continually. He says in Psalms 32 verse 8 to you, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Can someone say amen? The psalmist says, I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. But he then warns, so don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. Can someone say, Lord, I just yield myself. I go with you. No struggles, no resisting. Just guide me, just lead me. God says, don't make it difficult. He says, don't be stubborn when I take you where you have not been before. It's easy to go where you have been before. But then when God takes you where you haven't been before, what is God saying? Trust me, trust me. And I feel the Lord is speaking to someone and saying, you've never been there before. Stop resisting, stop pulling back. Trust me. And if you're that person and you're, you're asking for direction, ask the Lord to give you his peace, to come by his spirit, to hold your hand and to take you there. Father, we just thank you. So go on. It's actually a prayer from your heart. I give you full control wherever you 
God says, just align with me. I will satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a well-watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And so I, I declare that word that God has spoken over your life, that the Lord will guide you continually, that your Father in heaven will satisfy your soul in drought. That your father says he will strengthen your bones. That your father says you shall be like a well-watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And he declares those from among you shall build the old waste places. I believe that a lot of you, are, all of us are entering into a season where we are rebuilding certain things. And so everything that the enemy has knocked down, everything that the enemy has in some way pulled down, sometimes because we allowed it, we opened doors, we made mistakes. It might be a life, it might be something in your family, but you know what should be standing but is not standing. The Lord says that the grace to rebuild has come upon you. Amen. And I want somebody to declare that in prayer, that everything that is broken down, everything that should be standing that is not standing, and you know what it is. No one knows like you. It's not standing, or it's not standing straight. Uh, it's, 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 it's bent, it's falling over. Can you believe God that part of your testimony out of this fast is that the season of rebuilding, yes, it is going to be hard work, but the grace to work hard, like Nehemiah and the children of Israel built the wall. I declare to you that that season has come into your life. Yes, you will work hard, but you will see the result of your labor. You will rebuild the walls that have been broken down. You will rebuild the, you will rebuild the walls and put the gates in place. You know what that tells me? When the walls were broken down and the gates were burned, there was a reproach to Israel. But everything that brought a reproach into your life in the name of Jesus, this season as you rebuild, the glory of the Lord is coming to rest upon what you're building. There'll be no reproach, there'll be no shame. Can someone say amen to that? And someone declare that I am, rebuild, I am building the old waste places. Can someone just declare that? The old waste places. Very graphic terminology. Because the enemy has converted some things to waste places. But those things shouldn't be waste places. You're rebuilding them in the name of Jesus. Go and declare that over your life. I am rebuilding them by the grace of God. Father, we thank you, God. Father, we thank you, God. Lord, we bless you, God. It says you will raise up the foundations of many generations. That's what's going to happen. What you're doing is not just about you. It's generational. 
you will, God will use you to raise up the foundations of many generations. Malav crossing Kalabasne, Malikeri man korobojaka karianda, Boroko korobojaka karianda, Brokolaye, Mandelebro korobojaka karianda, Zebreke kenkeki andoroboshto. God says that you will be called the repairer of the breach. Where there's a breach, there's a gap. But God says, I'm closing the gap in your life. I'm closing the gap in your family. I'm closing the gaps in the nations. I'm raising a people of which you are part of that will be known and called the repairer of the breach. I declare that every breach in your family, the grace to repair it comes upon you. The grace to repair it as you make decrees, as you make proclamations, as you move in the power and the strength of God. The grace to repair it. The grace to repair it. I speak into every family and declare that there will be no breaches in that family anymore in the name of Jesus. Because God is using you as the repairer of the breach. And he says you, you, you will be the restorer of streets to dwell in. What a wonderful appellation. The restorer of streets to, to dwell in. Can somebody begin to speak restoration, 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 go on. Restoration into every area, restoration into every area of your life. That's not how it was. It slid down into the dumps. That's not how God planned it to be. And you know, restoration doesn't mean take it back to where it was. It means take it back to God's original plan. That's the restoration that we're asking for. Will you declare that into your life? Restoration, restoration, restoration. Male, brokulaye, kadasto, kadasto, brakadeste. Ah, masenke. The wind of restoration, let it blow. Let the wind of restoration blow. Maha. Let somebody, let somebody wake up and see restoration. I speak it. Restoration. Restoration with your children. Restoration with your marriage. Restoration with your relationships. Restoration with your finances. I speak into the nations and declare restoration. Not a restoration to man's standard, but a restoration to God's original plan. Mando robo jaka karianda brokos tolobo. Mando robo jaka karianda brokos tolobo juka. Oh, we bless you, God. We bless you, God. Maleste brendi kalusta kariata. Oh, Father, we thank you, God. We declare the restorer of streets to dwell in. That's your children. Father, we declare that your, your, your title, daughter of God, is the repairer of the breach. Your family will thank you for repairing that breach, for God using you to repair that breach. That you will raise up the foundations of many generations. God will use you to build the, waste, the old waste places. Father, we bless you, God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We honor you, God. And then he says, if you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, not finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Amen. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth, and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. Hallelujah. 
And what does he want us to do? He, he says, if you will just honor my, my Sabbath. In honoring my Sabbath, he says, you, you honor me. And if you will just honor my Sabbath, then I will cause you to ride on the, over the hills of the earth. Now, what does, what, does, what does that mean? Is he talking about this Sabbath uh, as, a, as, a, as we think, think it is a Sunday? No, 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 no. It's gone past that. Um, these scriptures find fulfillment in Christ. Yeah, that's what Christ said. All these scriptures find fulfillment in me. So there is something sensible in having a day of rest like a Sabbath. But we need to understand that it's deeper than that. Sensible to have a day of rest. Of course, have a day of rest. But what is he talking about? Colossians 2, verses 16 to 17. I'm reading the Passion Translation. So why would you allow anyone to judge you because of what you eat or drink or insist that you keep the feast, observe new moons, new moon celebrations, or the Sabbath? This is Paul speaking. Why would anybody say judge you because of that? If you choose not to observe the Sabbath, it's foolishness and you might harm yourself in a natural sense, but nobody should judge you about that spiritually. That's not what it's about. It's just a foolish man. In the same way that somebody who doesn't know Christ can have a Sabbath, a day which he rests his body. So what is it about? He said all of these were but a prophetic shadow. It was a shadow. So what is the substance? And the evidence of what would be fulfilled for the body is now Christ. What was he saying? All that was a shadow. The whole thing about the Sabbath was God speaking prophetically. Not about a day of rest. That's sensible. And you don't need to be a Christian to have a day of rest. You can be a pagan who has the intelligence to know that I have to rest. But what the pagan doesn't have is Christ. The fulfillment of the Sabbath is Christ. And in Hebrews 4 verses 10 to 11, I want us to pray into this rest now. This is what the Bible says. As we enter into God's faith life, God's faith rest life, we cease from our own works. Just as God celebrates his finished works and rests in them. That's what God does. God celebrated his finished work and rested in it and called it a Sabbath. But it wasn't so that we can, we can come and, uh, and, and elevate a day to the position that we are worshipping it. No, he was showing us something. That the same way I finish my work and I rest on my Sabbath, a time is coming when I will finish your work. And when you now rest in Christ, you have entered the Sabbath. Amen? So for you and I, what is the fulfillment of our Sabbath? That we are resting in Christ. He then goes on to say, so then we must give are all and be eager to experience this faith rest life so that no one falls short by following the same pattern of doubt and unbelief. What is God saying? That for you and I, our Sabbath fulfilled is that we understand that we have entered the place of rest. No anxiety, no worry, no doubt, no unbelief. Why? Not because it's all sorted out, but because we have entered our, the prophetic fulfillment of our Sabbath. Amen. I pray you will enter that Sabbath, that place of rest. That's what God was trying to show us, that when you understand that the work is finished, as his own work was finished, then you enter a place of rest. I pray over your life that you will enter the fulfillment of a Sabbath, a place of rest. 
no matter the anxiety, you will know that it is finished. The work is finished. The, 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 the enemy has been defeated. The, 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 our Lord has died and has resurrected. That God has done it. So from the place of rest, you now war and establish what has been done. Will you pray for yourself that God give me the grace to enter my rest? Not tomorrow, but tonight, Lord. I want to enter that place of rest. No more anxiety. No more worry. I enter that my Sabbath, that place of rest where I understand that it is done. It is finished, as you said. I understand that your word is your word. That it will be exactly as you said. I rebuke and I resist every spirit that's trying to tell me a lie that is not finished. Trying to sow doubt and sow unbelief. I choose, Heavenly Father, to confess that I believe your word. I believe everything you've said in your word. I will continue to declare that word over my life, over my circumstances from that place of rest. I declare, Father, that I enter a deep place of rest in Christ, in the finished work of Calvary. I understand, Heavenly Father, now and give me more revelation to understand that my Sabbath is that place of rest. Thank you for the wisdom to have a physical day of rest. But most importantly, take me into that spiritual place of rest, Heavenly Father. Father, I thank you, O God. And a, a place where I can deal with anxiety and doubt because I am resting in Christ. Go on, will you pray that? Thank you, Lord. Oh, we bless you, God. Shanda will you pray that? Will you pray that? Go on. Go on, declare rest, declare rest, declare rest on all sides. Go on, declare rest on all sides. Declare rest on all sides. Declare rest by your life. Declare rest. You see, that rest calms the storm. Because you, you enter a deep place. It doesn't matter how stormy it is around. You have entered the place of rest. Go on. Declare that you are in your place of rest. That from tonight, you are looking out on life from that place of rest. Father, Father, we ask, O oh God, that anxiety is put far away from us. Worry is put far away from us, O oh God. Yes, there are things that are happening. But Father, we enter that rest by revelation, O oh God. We have a deeper revelation of the finished work of Calvary, O oh God. A deeper revelation, O oh God, of what Jesus bought for us with his life. That rest, Heavenly Father. Father, the same way that you rested on the Sabbath because the work was done. We declare, Father, that as your son Jesus said, it is finished. The work has been done. It was done on the cross of Calvary finally, O oh God. And so, Father, we enter that place of rest, O oh God. I speak, O oh God, over my sister's life, O oh God, over your daughter's life. And I declare that she is helped by the Spirit to enter that place of rest. Father, I declare no more anxiety, no more worry, O oh God. Father, we thank you, O oh God. Lord, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. No anxiety, O God, over all the many things that can make anxious, Heavenly Father. Father, we bless you, O God. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship you, O God. Oh, Father, we just bless you. We bless you. 
Hallelujah. And for many people, you're entering new territory in terms of fasting. Most people have done, have, if those who've pushed this far have pushed up to 30 days. For a lot of people, certainly in the corporate sense, tomorrow is day 31. It's uncharted territory. I just pray for God's strength to come upon you. I pray that the grace to tarry in that place of prayer and waiting on the Lord will come upon you. I pray that the fruit of your fast that the Bible makes clear is your portion in Isaiah 58 will be your portion. Father, we bless you. We give you all the praise and...